For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Would you build a house without a foundation? Would you have a child and not name it? Would you let a stranger squat on your property? No, of course not. So why should the Internet be any different? Every week, speak with top domain experts. Learn how to make money with domains. Know your legal rights. Each week, join our expert host to be master of your domain. Right here on Domain Masters. Welcome, welcome. Welcome to Domain Masters. This is a show where you learn to be the master of your domain. We discuss domains from many different perspectives, including the legal rights of owners and trademark holders, domain value and monetization strategies, how to utilize domains to drive traffic to your business or gain favorable position in the search engine, power tools of the trade, and power players in the industry. Domain Masters brings it to you week after week right here on webmasterradio.fm. A new episode of Domain Masters can be heard each Wednesday right here at webmasterradio.fm at 7 p.m. My name is Victor Pitts, and I'm your host. Tonight we have a very exciting theme. A year ago, actually January 7th, so tomorrow it be one year ago, we had uh, three of the most uh, well-known uh, and renowned uh, bloggers in the domain industry uh, on the air, what we call the uh, Domainers uh, Soapbox, and some were calling it the Domain Bloggers uh, Roundtable. Uh, I'm, I'm very pleased to have all three of them returning back after a, a one-year uh, stint to uh, talk about uh, the year 2009, they made some predictions back in uh, January of last year. Uh, we're, so we're going to talk about uh, some of those predictions they made. We're going to do a little bit of a review of the uh, uh, 2009, and we're going to try to get them to go back on record again with some predictions of what they think might be happening and might be important to the domain industry in 2010. So I want you all to take and stay put, listen up. We're going to be right back after these commercials with the uh, Domain Bloggers Roundtable. You're just minutes away from more Domain Masters. The question is, are you still master of your domain? Stay tuned. Hey, have you got the number for Jerry's Pizza? Look it up on LocalPages.com. LocalPages.com. Well, what if I wanted a business number in Miami? LocalPages.com. Can people find your business online? Be seen with LocalPages.com on every local listing in all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, MSN, and Ask. With over 6 billion quality searches a month and bids starting as low as one cent, get connected with local consumers at the exact moment that they're looking for you. San Francisco, Green Bay, London. I told you. LocalPages.com. List your business on LocalPages.com now and get $100 in free local advertising. 
LocalPages.com, bringing your neighborhood to you. Want to learn the biggest asset to driving online success? Let me introduce you to my expert advisor, PixelSilk. PixelSilk is a robust content management system built on a foundation to create online marketing success. It's the only content management system that offers keyword-specific SEO advice, can integrate with your shopping cart system, and offer multi-site management. PixelSilk frees my time while making my company's website easy to manage and promote. Even better, PixelSilk has been embraced by the SEO community. I'm Bruce Clay, and PixelSilk is the first CMS I have ever felt good about recommending. With this winning combination, we have all the tools we need. PixelSilk.com, the ultimate in SEO-driven CMS. How do you choose the right affiliate network to partner with? The answer is simple. MarketHealth.com, where health and wealth connect. Established in 1998, the MarketHealth.com affiliate network allows you to market and promote the world's leading health and beauty offers on the net. Start making recurring income and the highest payouts in our industry. Choose from over 50 of the hottest selling offers, ranging from herbal supplements, skincare, vitamins, beauty products, weight loss, and much more. Sign up for free at MarketHealth.com and start making money today. Please hold while we connect you to one of the most sought-after experts in SEO, analytics, and web development. Office Hours with Vanessa Fox, Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Now, back to Domain Masters. You're still master of your domain. Yes. Master of my domain. Here's your host. Welcome back to Domain Masters. I'm your host, Victor Pitts, and you're listening to Domain Masters on webmasterradio.fm. Again, we have a very exciting show tonight. Uh, Call it the Blogger Soapbox. Call it the uh, Domain Bloggers Roundtable. Whatever you want to call it, it's going to be a great show. We have three of the most uh, best-known uh, and respected uh, domain bloggers within the industry. The three bloggers which are going to be reappearing on our show um, are Michael Birkins of thedomains.com, Michael Gilmore, publisher of Whizbang uh, Blog, and Elliot Silver from Elliot'sBlog.com. And I want to say WhizBangsBlog.com also, so all three are .com. So I want to welcome back all three of our, our guests. Just a little bit in terms of a bio, in case uh, you're, you're new to the industry and don't know who these, uh, these three gentlemen are, uh, Michael Gilmore. Michael Gilmore, who runs a WhizBang uh, blog, he was born in Melbourne, Australia. Michael's been working, uh, was working in the BBS, Bulletin Board Systems and Internet Industry, over the past 20 years. In the mid-1990s, Michael completed an MBA majoring in e-commerce. And during the first year of the MBA, he found a very successful uh, ISP where he, could be, where he could better understand the economic and technical drivers behind e-commerce. After raising several million dollars in the venture capital market and developing an innovative online marketing technology, Michael was invited to speak at the World Marketing Conference in uh, Bangkok, Thailand. Michael later uh, served as a director of the prestigious Australian Internet Industries Association, and the last two of which he was elected to the position of vice chairman. As a member of the board, he contributed to forming policies relating to the many key aspects of the Internet, including Internet privacy standards, multicasting, cybercrime, copyright, and chaired the committee for establishing online advertising standards. Michael has developed an extensive portfolio of domains and diligently analyzed statistics to maximize their revenue. He then took his expertise and found Park Logic, which optimizes domain name revenue, and WhizBangBlog.com, which discusses the domain optimization strategies. 
And then we have uh, Michael uh, Birkins. Michael Birkins uh, founded MostWantedDomains.com in 1990. Michael owns over 75,000 domains. In 2009, he was voted the Domainer of the Year, and he is a member of the Domain Hall of Fame. He lives in, I want to insert this, Chile, South Florida, with his lovely wife, Judy, of 23 years, and his uh, boy, Bandit. So we want to welcome Michael to the show as well. Um, and Michael, of course, he writes the, uh, the blog, thedomains.com, uh, or thedomain.com. And then last but certainly not least is uh, Elliot Silver. Elliot Silver began investing in domains in the year 2003. He started blogging in 2007, and his blog is called elliotsblog.com. Uh, he has been focusing on development over the last few years. He owns and operates Burbank.com, Tora.com, Lowell.com, Dogwalker.com, TropicalBirds.com, and many others. He lives in New York City with his wife and with his dog. And uh, hopefully I covered everything correctly with these, these three gentlemen. I want to welcome you to the Main Masters. Happy New Year, Victor. Well, Happy New Year to you all. Uh, yeah, well, again, welcome back to uh, to the show. We we had a, uh, a very lively discussion um, January seventh of, of last year, and we what we did at that time is we reviewed uh, some of the big drivers in the industry, the big happenings within the industry of two thousand and eight, and it was an eventful year. Uh, we discussed things such as uh, you know ICANN uh, policy, the registries raising the prices of uh, of domain, so you know the cost to the domainer community uh, certainly went up. Uh, we had discussed some of the, uh, the, the ICANN had changed um, uh, uh, had changed domain tasting policy and it uh, essentially uh, killed domain tasting for the, or at least the way it was done before. Uh, there was a number of things that had uh, had happened on the regulatory side, if you will, and the cost side, the supply side of the domain industry. In addition, the economy had certainly taken a change for the worse in the uh, latter half of, of 2008. And I got you each to come on record and, and predict some of the things that uh, you felt would be happening uh, in 2009. And I just kind of I did take some notes after reviewing the show, and uh, so I want to kind of throw these out here, and then we'll we'll, we'll go around and, and talk about some of the things. Um, first of all, we'll say uh, uh, Michael Birkins. You had indicated that the uh, 2009. Um, the, some of the things that we want to be paying close attention to that uh, would be impacting the domainer community was from the regulatory side. You had talked about the that uh, incident with the in Kentucky, the snow bill. Uh, you mentioned the economy. Uh, you talked about the decrease of, of uh, pay-per-click rates uh, and, and the decreasing price uh, of, that might influence or decrease the price of uh, domain names. Um, so those were some of the, and you talked about ICANN with increased uh, emphasis on, on the regulatory side and some of the changes uh, with ICANN kind of expanding their power uh, and how that might affect the, the uh, industry. Michael Gilmore, uh, you had indicated that uh, many people were going to go down the uh, development path uh, but would be struggling to make it because of scalability issues. You also mentioned uh, uh, Google putting the squeeze on uh, earnings per click, uh, causing domainers to seek uh, uh, other or better uh, monetization uh, solutions. And uh, you also indicated that there would be uh, a, a, a greater emphasis on uh, CCTLDs as a means of diversifying the risk uh, from dot-coms and dot-nets. Uh, Elliot, you had talked about uh, uh, you know trademark issues and, and domain security uh, or domain theft. Those are being some of the things that would need to be uh, closely watched as the domain values continue to increase. That those were going to be some of the things that would uh, 
need to be uh, watched uh, closely. You also um, kind of went along with uh, what uh, Michael had said, uh, Michael Gilmore as well, regarding uh, development. Um, that uh, you know, while there's an emphasis on on developing out domains, that uh, you know because you develop them yourself, that uh, it's it's a matter of scalability, and that there would be opportunity within the market and and new services uh, coming to the market that would make it uh, easier for people to scale uh, on the on the development side, easier for domainers to uh, to uh, uh, develop out uh, and and not have to put so much emphasis on each individual website. So those were the the general notes that uh, I had from your predictions for 2009. Uh, so we'll kind of throw it out there. Um, what do you think about your predictions, and, and how else would you summarize 2008? And let's, let's start first with uh, the guy from Down Under. How about Michael Gilmore? Hi, thanks a lot for that, Victor. It's Michael here. Um, yeah, I think that uh, it was interesting hearing those predictions I made, and um, uh, I think the the first one I like to tackle is Google. Both Google and Yahoo, um, obviously, linked to the strongly to the global market, and we saw a huge downturn in the, the global market across um, two thousand nine. And one of the things that I began to do was to do some analysis around Google and Yahoo share price versus EPC rates, and I found that there was a quite a strong correlation. Between them, so um, I, as I track that through, uh, we began to see late 2009 things begin to swing around a bit more as the their share prices increased. Increased, so um, I think definitely it did go down. We all saw that a huge drop in EPCs, but um, uh, we also see that it's going to be um, coming up again. The one thing I think we are seeing on. Uh, on the uh, both Google and Yahoo side, is that there are second tier players beginning to play, and so Google and Yahoo also can only shrink their their, their payout margin um, to a certain extent before it becomes more viable to for domainers to go to second tier players. And um, I think that there is a growing market of second tier players, which will um, are beginning to particularly carve out certain market verticals, whether it be in the affiliate space or these be um, larger aggregators at the Tier 2 level. So that's, that's on that side. I th so uh, on the CCTLD side, um, that is definitely happening. Like CCTLDs are booming, um, and uh, we see it uh, right across the board. The European market is very, very hot um, uh, in terms of domains acquiring some fantastic domains. The, the ComAU market like every day you see domains which are sell for hundreds of thousands of dollars going for like 500 bucks in the ComAU market just because no one's playing at it. And um, uh, the other thing is on the development side, um, I think that still there is the problem on development of scalability. Um, uh, I dip my toe in the water and just to experiment around on development. I developed downwind.com.au for the pilot community in Australia. Um, we get about 40% of the pilots a month um, to it, Australian pilots, that is. And so it's, it's been quite successful, but um, to scale that solution is not a technological challenge, but it's more of a business management challenge um, across, like, if you have thousands of domains. Uh, we'll, we'll now go to... Um 
Michael Birkins. Uh, Michael, again, you had uh, emphasized some of the things on the regulatory side to uh, keep a watchful eye on, um, as well as the economy decreasing PPC rates and uh, increase uh, reach of, uh, of ICANN in terms of uh, regulatory uh, activity. So how, how would you assess uh, 2009? Well, I think all of those issues definitely were in play in 2009, and I think they're back uh, still very active for uh, 2010. Um, I think, um, you know, from the regulatory aspects, ICANN is still uh, screwing around with the uh, new rules for the new GTLDs, and in that process they are passing um, general general rules for all registries, and all registries want to be treated the same, the new ones and the existing ones. Uh, the price cap removal is uh, still on the table, kind of. In the new guidebook, um, a lot of the um, other cases that you mentioned in the introduction, the Kentucky domain seizure case is still under appeal. Uh, the state of Kentucky actually came out last month and said they were going to add some new defendants, some new individuals, some new corporations that they found had ties either uh, to the domains that they had uh, seized originally or possibly hinted they were going to maybe add additional domains to their uh, initial complaint. Uh, and, of course, the case is still being um, is still up at the Kentucky Supreme Court for further decisions. So we wait to see that. Um, the state of Utah passed, or didn't pass, but there was a lawmaker who proposed a law uh, back in November or December, that would give uh, Utah some, you know, attempted ability to uh, control domain names, and uh, we'll see where that one goes. And uh, the uh, Coalition Against Domain Name Abuse is still pushing for some federal legislation along the lines of a snow bill uh, when Congress uh, reconvenes in the uh, after their uh, winter recess. So a lot of those issues are really still at play. And I think along the PPC side, <clears throat> I think the biggest issue we're going to see in 2010 is what the ramification of this Microsoft-Yahoo um, marketing deal is. It should be approved, I think, in the first quarter or so of 2010. And I don't know if maybe implemented in the second or third quarter. And I think it will certainly have an effect on, obviously, the Yahoo feed, and uh, thereby it will also have some effect on on Google's PPC program as well. And uh, I, I have no prediction as to what's going to happen there other than that it's something that all domainers need to keep an eye on for the coming year. Uh, Elliot, you had uh, you had uh, indicated, you know, we need to keep uh, an eye on on. on trademarks, trademarks, I guess, in, in terms of challenges, uh, trademark challenges, uh, domain stuff, and, and all these, I think, are kind of tied also to, you know, the, the value of domain names as they were going, as they were uh, increasing in value of people's uh, domain assets, uh, that there would, would, you would have to be a lot more diligent about uh, protecting your names and, and making sure they're not uh, uh, stolen from you. Uh, you also talked about uh, the development uh, scalability issue, and, and you had forecasted that there would be uh, new entrants into the marketplace, new opportunities uh, for people to come in and provide solution to domainers to uh, better uh, scale their or development projects. So, so how would you assess um, your predictions for 2009? Sure. Um, well, starting off from the beginning with the trademark issues, um, I think with regards to some of the UDRPs that we saw, 
they were kind of all over the board. Um, there were some good decisions, like the Razorbacks.com decision um, and Hostess.com decision, um, where they favored the uh, the domain owner versus um, an overreaching entity. And uh, I can't think of one off the top of my head right now, but there were definitely some bad ones um, and some perplexing cases. So there's just a general inconsistency with UDRP results, which is, is troubling because um, if, well, the, the, if you own a, a valuable asset and you can't determine if you're going to lose it in a, um, a UDRP decision, it's really it's difficult. They're, they're expensive to defend. Lawsuits, obviously, are more expensive, but um, it's just it's tough to uh, to it's tough to uh, it's tough it's a tough tough place to be in if you if you can't predict whether you're going to have success in a, a UDRP fight because sometimes it seems like a crapshoot. Um, regarding domain theft, uh, 2009 saw the first arrest for a domain theft. Um, a New Jersey person was arrested in July. Um, later on, indicted in November um, for domain theft. Um, after he sold an allegedly stolen domain name to an NBA basketball player on eBay. So it seems that, at least in this one case, law enforcement took it seriously, took a domain theft very seriously, and it resulted in someone's arrest. Um, I frequently see on the forums, well, not that frequently, but on occasion you see things about domain theft. Like I saw something today in the DN forum um, just about a domain theft, uh, domain names frozen um, be- because of a potential theft, and you see it more and more often. And Oftentimes it involves people in other countries that are kind of out of the U.S. jurisdiction. But the case with um, with uh, with the arrest was in New Jersey, and it was kind of neat to see that the the police took it seriously and took did their investigation because generally it's 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 a crime that people aren't too familiar with. Um, so it's good that it's it's being taken seriously. Um, I think that companies like Name.com, Fabulous.com, Moniker.com, they've got um, They've got added layers of protection on their their domain names, um, where people can um, set up their accounts to uh, to add an extra layer of security to ensure that their names aren't stolen out. Um, regarding development, I've been developing some more names. I continue to develop my domain names. Um, I own Burbank.com. Still working on that every day. Just about Lowell.com. Writing articles, and recently I launched Dogwalker.com, which is uh, my first real automated directory website. And things have been going pretty well on that. Today, I had 13 paid sign-ups. Yesterday, I had six paid sign-ups. Um, in the past, I launched the site about a month and a half ago. I've already paid for all of my development expenses, and now I'm working on the, um, the actual cost of the acquisition. So um, I find that there are ways to develop and make money, but it's really not that easy. Um, it's not as easy as just setting up a site and letting the money go in, letting the money roll in. You have to do more um, than just set it and forget it. And I think that when I started doing some smaller development projects last year and and maybe the year before, um, it was kind of a learning experience for me. I didn't really know what to expect. Um, I took names that weren't getting a lot of traffic, and they they certainly started bringing in revenue, Um, not a whole lot, but they they brought in revenue, um, and they're earning back the development costs. But these are names that have value, uh, and I just wasn't selling them for some reason. Um, they either weren't um, listed at the, the market price, or I value them more than other people. So these aren't names that were just created for the purpose, for the most part, these aren't names that were created just for development. I did do a couple of um, hand registration um, development projects just as a test. Um, actually did pretty well with one of them. 
Um, but it's a learning process. And um, I think I was wrong about the platforms. I don't think there were new pl- platforms introduced. Um, but that's something that I still predict that's going to happen. I think that there are going to be more platforms coming out. There are, there are, not, there are a few platforms like Ypark, um, Epic, and a couple other platforms that, that do what um, I was thinking. It's more of automated content. But um, I think that there's going to be some of those and more. I think that the next phase, the next ev- the evolution of that will continue to, to come, and we'll see more social media, social networking integrated into these sites. All right, we're going to break real quick for some commercials, and when we return, we're going to talk about the uh, changes in the, or, or the perception of value uh, of domain names. Did they go up or did they go down in, in 2009? And, and what were some of the, uh, you know, the emphasis points in terms of what constitutes a value in a domain name? So we're going to talk about that when we return from this uh, quick commercial break. You're just minutes away from more Domain Masters. The question is, are you still master of your domain? Stay tuned. Are you happy with your landing page performance? Discover how to improve your landing page performance with ConversionCritic.com. Brought to you by Engine Ready. Turn your underperforming landing pages into cost-effective sales-producing machines. Be sure you're not wasting your precious PPC budget. Conversion Critic Tools give you the ingredients to create high-converting landing pages. You don't have to be an expert to use Engine Ready's Conversion Critic Tools, but you'll feel like a landing page pro. Take the guesswork out of increasing your conversion rate. Visit ConversionCritic.com and boost your conversion rate for free. That's www.ConversionCritic.com. Do you consider yourself a super affiliate? Then listen up. One of the most trusted names in affiliate marketing since 2003, XY7.com, has now launched XY7Elite.com, a private invitation-only affiliate program run by super affiliates for super affiliates. Enjoy private tested offers, weekly deposits right to your bank account or XY7 debit card, XY7 VIP concierge service, limousine transportation to and from major industry events, and the status of being one of the elite publishers. XY7 Elite is not for everyone as you need to be accepted and maintain volume requirements. Think you've got what it takes to be elite? Go to www.xy7elite.com or call 702-216-4000. 702-216-4000. This is a test of the PR Web content and news delivery system from PR Web and PRWebAuthor.com. If this was a real release date, your story would reach more than 30,000 journalists. Two 150,000 RSS subscribers and just over 30,000 unique websites. PR Web can reach your target audience online, drive traffic to your website, achieve high rankings on search engines, and get your content on top news sites like Yahoo News. Editors are available 24-7 to help you optimize your content for maximum exposure to over 70 million people in the U.S. alone. If this were a real PR Web release date, your website would have so much traffic, you'd be tempted to duck and cover. If you have an online marketing emergency, go to PRWebOffer.com for 25% off. PRWeb, the premier online release news and content distribution service. Jim Hedger and Dave Davies bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Webcology, Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Now, 
back to Domain Masters. Are you still master your domain? Yes, master of my domain. Here's your host. Welcome back, everyone. My name is Victor Pitts. I'm the host of Domain Masters, and you're listening to Domain Masters on webmasterradio.fm. Tonight, we're joined by three renowned industry domain bloggers. We have Elliot Silver, Michael Birkins, and Michael Gilmore. Welcome back, gentlemen. Thank you. Uh, when we, uh, what I'd like to talk about now in this, this segment of the show is uh, domain value. Uh, in in the year 2009, the economy was was a uh, obviously a factor that it, it affected uh, almost every every business and affected uh, almost uh, you know every country you know on the planet, and and yet despite the fact that we were in a uh, a major recession, um, we saw uh, eight domain names that sold for uh, seven figures and you know seven figures in, in 2009 which is up from actually the year from before which is there are only seven of them and it, it ties the year before that so uh, how, how do you guys uh, explain the the changes in value and, and maybe maybe it's not fair just looking at the top but you got to look at you know the aggregate total number of domains sold or what have you but um, what are some of the things that are affecting and driving uh, domain value these days Days with PPC revenue going down, and and let's start at this time with, uh, um, you know, Michael Birkins. Why don't you go ahead and start things off? Well, I, I think some of those um, big domain sales that you're talking about in the seven figures were were bought by end users, um, and uh, they were you know bought irrespective of any PPC values. So when you're looking at uh, toys.com, uh, which you know, is a name that was uh, in a bankruptcy sale, and um, you know maybe it was in a bankruptcy sale because of the economy. Uh, it wound up, you know, going to an end user, Toys R Us, driven up by a couple of domainers as well. Uh, but but basically, that that's an end user end user buyer. I know auction. Uh, dot com, which I think was like 1.7 million, uh, was bought by an end user. Um, Candy.com obviously was bought by an end user. So a lot of these, you know, higher dollar volume sales that you're seeing, uh, you know, I think are end user sales as opposed to domainer sales. And when you're looking at uh, values of domains, I think it's important, you know, to distinguish between them. I think, you know, although there's no way of, um, well, at least no way I have or no, you know, study I've done, uh, but I, I think you would find that uh, the values of domains are rising for end users. Uh, I think the economy and, and the PPC values have probably inside the domain community have um, caused the domain values to fall somewhat. Uh, domains uh, may be reselling through the domain community that were sold at, at another auction, may have sold for less uh, the second time around. Uh, but end user values are definitely increasing, and I think they will continue to increase. I think one of the biggest drivers of some of the top sales are related to PPC and the fact that with PPC down, it's harder to justify turning down high offers. So if a name was making a lot of money, um, the owner could say, you know what, I'm making a ton of pay-per-click revenue. I don't really need to sell the name. There's no point in selling it. All it's going to do is take, I'll, I'll take a tax hit. But with pay-per-click revenue down, um, and the end user still calling and saying, hey, I want this name for, for $300,000. Still, it's two years later. Would you sell it for $300,000? Even though the economy is down, I'm still willing to offer you the same amount that I offered you two years ago. Um, it's the, the, those offers, those high offers, are more enticing to an end user, uh, or to, excuse me, to a domain owner now with the pay-per-click revenue down. 
Um, in addition, I think that people are just looking to turn over some revenue, turn over some inventory to pay overhead. They, they can't afford to keep the names that are very valuable. They can't afford to just keep them parked. Um, development's very expensive, time-consuming, and there's zero guarantee of success. So people are less inclined to keep some of these high-value names, but but end-users who have business plans and can justify the expense and justify the cost of acquiring a premium domain name can afford to make the commitment. Like Candy.com, Melville Candy Company went from being a very small candy company to now they own Candy.com. They're, they're getting decent search engine rankings. Um, I haven't checked lately, but I'm sure they're um, doing pretty well with search engine rankings. And people don't know Melville Candy Company. Someone on the street wouldn't know Melville Candy Company, but if you mention Candy.com, chances are good someone's like, oh, I've heard of Candy.com. So it's that connection. The domain names still have intrinsic value to end users, but they may have less value in the short term to domain investors who have acquired some great names. So they're becoming more available on the market. Uh, and, and Michael Gilmore, you had uh, talked about in your, your opening uh, uh, segment about uh, you know CCTLD certainly uh, you know increasing in demand and so you know much much the same question you know but looking at also from the international perspective what what do you think or um, was the it was an increase or decrease in the value of domain names uh, in 2009 and, and what are some of the big drivers? Yeah, I think that um, there's a big difference between a domain sale and a domain value. And people often get confused by these two different things. I think valuations definitely went down. But at the same time, domain, individual domain sales went up. In it. And um, yeah, when we look at the, the, the vast majority of domains are still valued against PPC revenue, then if your PPC revenue goes down, then uh, it will obviously impact the, the value. And I think that if you compare the dot-com area versus, say, many of the CCTLD areas, the dot-com area, if you ask me, is uh, being strip-mined versus the CCTLDs. Um, uh, there's some deep shafts in, but there's definitely a lot of gold see on top of the surface. Um, and the value of the doing is very high, but the interesting thing in the CCTLD space is that you can actually pick them up for um, uh, quite low sales amounts. Um, what I've also seen is that, and Elliot touched on this a little bit, is there's been a real shift in many demanders' mentalities away from a revenue mentality to a profit mentality. And so what you've seen people doing is looking at their portfolios and evaluating whether they really should be keeping that particular domain or how they're actually going to fund their registration costs and things like that, particularly with the PPC drop. And really it's looking at um, rather than just acquiring domains to get more and more revenue, it's sort of saying, okay, I have costs associated with this and I begin, need to begin to manage myself more as a business uh, rather than an opportunist. And that has definitely began, hap begun happening. So thanks very much for that, Victor. Okay. Um, I, I, at this time right now, well, before we get into the predictions of uh, 2010 and, and certainly start uh, thinking about that uh, and trying to come on record with a, a couple of predictions for what are going to be the uh, things that might impact domainers the most in, in 2010, i got one more question regarding the value uh, of domains. Um, with, with a greater emphasis, uh, with PPC revenue going down, 
domainers own these large inventories of domains. Um, many of the trade shows have been advocating that they diversify the way that they're using uh, their domains. Uh, many of them are developing out, uh, and they're, they're discovering certainly that uh, it's a lot of work uh, to develop them out when you're, when you're doing it uh, manually. Um, and, and that if you develop them and, and scale, then you have this whole uh, issue of unique content. But you, you also have many of the same, you have the same issues and challenges as anyone that builds a website or has a, a web-based business. Is you've got to get uh, traffic to your website, and it's, it's no longer a matter of just direct navigation, but you, you need search engine traffic uh, to your, your website as well. Uh, many in the uh, SEO, SEM community are beginning to become turned on, if you will, to uh, domains because they realize the value of, uh, of a domain name and drawing traffic uh, to their, their clients' uh, websites or to their websites. So what do you have to say about uh, you know, the value of, of keyword type of domain names and, and uh, what the outlook looks uh, for those types of domain names going forward? And uh, we'll ask, uh, you know, Michael, if you'll ask, uh, Michael Gilmore, if you'll ask, answer this one first. Yeah, look, um, domain names over the long term will continue to increase in value because there'll be greater and greater demands, uh, particularly keyword domains for the traffic they generate. Um, I think there's two sides to this coin, that as, particularly as domainers experiment and dabble with developing that, is that the SEO market is learning about domain names, but domainers are learning about SEO. <laughs> And there's a bit of a cross-pollination going on at the moment, I think. Um, and I think both camps are beginning to realize that there is specific sets of skills which are not actually easily uh, replicable. Um, and you can't um, uh, just instantly become an expert in someone else's profession. <laughs> and uh, so in terms of values, the, the de domains will definitely go up. Um, in value, particular keyword domains across time as a demand for traffic hits. For each market vertical, there'll be a flattening off as the value of the traffic, um, I think, becomes uh, reaches, reaches an asymptote um, in terms of what you can purchase the equivalent amount of traffic for. But um, until it reaches that point, and I think we have reached that point, we're going to be hitting upwards in value. Okay, and and uh, Michael Birkins, what do you have to say regarding the uh, importance of the value of uh, uh, keywords within the domain name, and and uh, as it's being recognized now by uh, search engine uh, experts and and uh, so forth. Well, I think that's contributing to the increase in in the valuation of domains. You know, I, I think you know I I kind of disagree with Mr. Gilmore a little bit on on his statement. Uh, regarding the fact that the values are, are down even if the sale prices are up. I think, you know, the PPC and, and the effect uh, of the PPC earnings on what domainers will sell domains for is highly dependent on the domainer uh, to some extent. I don't, you know, think, you know, like Rick Schwartz, you know, is going to start selling domains, you know, for $10,000 because his PPC earnings are down. You know, he's still going to ask premium prices for his domains. Uh, and, you know, uh, I'm still asking premium prices for, for my domains because I've never sold a domain based on, on PPC value. I've never sold a name based, uh, you know, on 5X or 10X or 20X or 50X or any X. So, um, uh, you know, it I depends, I guess, on who's holding the name and, uh, you know, how, 
you know, a lot of what uh, Michael had to say about, you know, operating this as a business, uh, I would have hoped that most people had been doing that for quite a while, you know, had been taking into account their costs and, you know, their, their uh, other expenses, and, you know, especially the domain registration and renewal fees, and have a solution, you know, for uh, paying for those incorporating both PPC and development revenue as, as well as uh, sales, uh, some sort of sales strategy uh, using platforms to, to generate enough revenue, you know, to be profitable overall even, I mean, to take into account, um, you know, the ever-rising uh, cost of domains, which, again, is going to rise in July of this year, as VeriSign has announced their uh, 7% uh, increase again. So I do think, though, that, you know, SEO is opening up, you know, more eyes, another market, and is going to continue uh, the actual, you know, increased valuation of domains overall and higher selling prices. Okay. Elliot, uh, same question for you. Um, domains used in SEO, um, SEO people are, are becoming turned on to domains and, and what it might mean to them and, and driving uh, search-type traffic to their website. So h- how do you see the value of that and how it relates back to the value of uh, domains? Well, I think that's, that's great. I think uh, one, of the, one of the things, from, just from a personal standpoint, I, I've – I've been able to get the number one listing for uh, in Google for Tropical Birds for tropicalbirds.com, and I just learned that dogwalker.com ranks number one in Google for dog walker um, for that, that that term. So I think from just from my own point of view, I'm not clo- anything close to being an expert SEO um, or expert developer or anything like that. I'm pretty novice a bit with those um, two things, but I was still able to, to get those sites ranked because I have the keyword domain name. Um, so I think from that standpoint, just from doing that, one can see that it's pretty um, important that the domain matches the keywords. So if it makes it easier for, for an SEO to, to get a client site ranked because he has those um, those important domain names, obviously they're, they're going to do whatever they can to get those names um, as long as it, it's still profitable. Um, the other thing to think about is that the Microsoft, with the Microsoft Yahoo deal coming up, um, I'm not sure exactly when that goes into effect, but there's been some evidence. I know Edwin Hayward did a, had a white paper on this, and I also did some research on it. But it seems like Bing ranks keyword domain names higher for generic search, for, for searches um, for those keywords than, uh, than Google and Yahoo. So what that means is that when Bing takes over the Yahoo searches, they're going to control somewhere around 30% of the market for searches um, versus the 8% they have now. So for an additional 20%, those keyword names that rank higher in Bing are going to now rank higher for something like 30% of searches. Um, So I think that's going to be important because right now it's 10%, a little under 10%. But going forward, it's going to be about 30%. So it's it's a lot more important. I think people are going to have to make adjustments to the Bing where right now they're not necessarily um, thinking about Bing. It's always about Google, um, but the 30% market share – SEOs and developers and, and domain owners and website owners are going to have to really take into consideration the changes that will come into effect with Bing. Well, now we come to the last question uh, of of this year's uh, episode. Um, and, and again, I want to uh, you know compliment you all and and being right on with your predictions in in 2009. And uh, I'm going to ask you to go on record again in for 2010. 
and uh, what do you think are going to be the uh, the big drivers or the the, the th- key things that are going to impact this industry uh, in the year 2010 for domainers? And I'm going to ask uh, Michael Gilmore if you'll answer that question first. Yeah, sure thing. Uh, I should also say that I actually agree with Mike Birkins on that as well, what he said is that um, at the top end of the market and that sort of stuff for um, the non PPC um, value domains, I agree with him. They'll uh, be, hold their price and everything. People don't sell them on that basis. Um, there's different, obviously, segments of the market we're talking about there. But I think in, in 2010, one of the things we're looking at is how do you legitimize domains as an investable asset class? How do you actually um, have, have domains so that um, a professional investor can then begin to invest in the traffic? Um, and how do you actually create it as an investable asset class such as traditional um, other markets and, th- and things like that? And one of the things that I know we're looking at at ParkLogic is uh, developing a rating system so just like the Moody's rating system, we have a AAA rated um, asset or a AAA rated company. You can have a AAA rated domain. Um, and a AAA rated domain will have a very different valuation from a, a domain which is a B rated domain and so forth. And so I think that there is going to be an emphasis on the management of the domains moving forward and also trying to, um, once again, legitimize um, these sort of assets as true assets. And that's going to be strike at the heart of what Mike is talking about on the whole ICANN front and everything like that, so that we have a legitimate title over our assets, which is not influenced by Kentucky decision or any, anything else. Um, I think that uh, the, the other thing is um, I think domainers are really uh, moving also towards... Um, extracting the maximum amount of value out of our domains. The thing I've always been um, cognizant of is the fact that we actually only monetize, typically a domainer only monetizes a, um, the HTML traffic. Um, but there's lots of other traffic associated with a domain, such as email traffic or graphics traffic. or uh, There's all sorts of different things associated with a domain which come into it. And I think that this year there's going to be some interesting, innovative solutions which will be experimented with at the very least in that direction. Um, but that's um, my hit prediction anyway. All right, I appreciate it. And, and Michael Birkins, what is your predictions uh, for the key issues for 2010 that will uh, impact this community? And uh, what, what are you, what you going to go on record as saying? Well, I'm going to start back again uh, with the legal side. I know that um, both uh, WIPO and UDRP you know, have come out, uh, different organizations, uh, with um, some proposed uh, quicker shorter uh, and, and cheaper uh, methods that they want to implement in 2010 for uh, trademark holders or even anybody else who wants to try and, and you know, put some sort of claim on a domain to get in front of an arbitrator um, quick and cheap and easy. And um, I, I think that, you know, is, is coming at us. Um, I, I do think uh, there may be some states that, especially if this Kentucky action is somehow upheld along the way, uh, there may be other states or even more local jurisdictions that may um, impose uh, or try, attempt to impose some 
regulation over the Internet and domains. Um, I'm not much uh, really into the CCTLDs, but I think everybody <clears throat> needs to be rem- you know, reminded the fact that CCTLDs are governed by uh, the laws of the underlying jurisdiction. Um, you know, take a look at China. Uh, they've, you know, have imposed some new rules and regulations on adoption names. Um, there's some reports that they've uh, arrested thousands of people last year for um, actually in China for content they've published, uh, especially in the uh, porn category. Uh, and people need to be mindful that, um, you know, when they're, when they're in CCTLDs, that, you know, they are subject to different rules and regulations than just normal .coms and .nets. <clears throat> so I think those are definitely going to be an issue in the coming year. I, I, again, urge all of domainers to spend the 300 bucks and to join the ICA, as it is the only organization that represents domainers' interests in all of these proceedings, uh, including ICANN proceedings and the new GTLDs which I think presents a lot of um, problems but also a lot of opportunities uh, for domainers who uh, might want to uh, get involved either from the registrant side or even from the registry side. I, I know that a lot of domainers think that all of these uh, new GTLDs will sort of be dead on arrival, and they may be from the domainer standpoint, but uh, I think certainly from the, registr- from the registry standpoint, uh, some of these will uh, be ultimately money-making operations and successful. Um, and, and, you know, people in the space should maybe take a look at um, playing the other side of the field in this process. Uh, but certainly uh, the rules and regulations that ICANN is proposing to regulate uh, the TLDs, the new ones, um, all the existing registries want to be treated the same way. So if they allow uh, no price caps on, you know, the dot, uh, dot whatever, uh, then the VeriSign is going to want the same treatment on the dot-coms and the .net, so domainers need to keep their eyes on those. Um, we do have a price increase coming from VeriSign in July, 7%. Uh, domainers who are heavily dependent on PPC and really don't have a very good uh, strategy uh, for paying their bills uh, may wind up dropping more names, uh, which may make more, and I predict there will be better uh, domains coming on the drop market in 2010 uh, than there have been probably in the last few years uh, due to lower PPC and increased registration costs. And um, outside of that, I still think people need to take uh, kind of keep an eye on some of these new technologies that are out there, uh, the iTablet or the iSlate or whatever it's going to be called from Apple, uh, some of these netbooks and smart books and uh, applications and appliances that are going to uh, probably have less direct navigation uses and more application and, uh, and portal uh, uses. Outstanding. I uh, appreciate it, Mike. And, Elliot, uh, once again, getting to wrap the show with the last question. So what do you forecast for uh, 2010 as being the issues uh, or challenges for domainers, and, and, and what are going to be the big driving forces for 2010? I think that, I think we were lucky this year. I think people started realizing what name, what domain names were good names and what names were bad names. I think it's people were registering all sorts of names, um, I mean, everybody's had registrations where they buy names and then they regret them 
a couple of days later or a year later or whatever. But now that money's tighter, I think people have started to really get up with their, their own uh, choices. So um, I see that they're probably going to be uh, – people are culling their inventories and letting things drop, putting things up for auction that they hadn't done before. I think we'll see some pretty good domain sales, um, just some big names. I saw Cito had a list of great geo domain names. I, didn't, I never knew that they were on the market, but apparently they are for the right price. So people are more willing to sell their, their valuable names. I think we'll, we'll see that there are companies out there that want to reinvest in their, their own business, and they buy a, um, a premium domain name to, to do that. Um, one thing I'm personally interested in doing is learning more about IDNs this year. Um, I have a friend who's invested heavily in them, and he's tried to teach me a couple of times. Um, haven't had the patience, but I've said, you know, I'm going to sit down and really figure this out and, and see see what's there because I know that there's a market there, um, and I just want to learn about why he's so why he's so keen on them and see. And, and I'm not the the, the best language expert. Uh, didn't do so well in Spanish in college, but you know, it's something that I need to to figure out and to learn about. So that's one direction where I'm I'm planning on going. Um, I don't know if it's going to be embraced by everybody, but I think it's something to look into um, that I'm going to do. I think that there are going to be some development partnerships going on. I think that um, domainers that have great domain names are realizing how tough it is to develop. Even many sites are good, but they're not really um, pulling in a lot of money. And um, in most cases, they're better than parking, I think, personally, because you've got content that's bringing in search engine traffic where parking you didn't have that. Um, although it's extra work. But I think that um, there are people out there that have great ideas um, that, that can help domain owners develop their websites and really increase the revenue. So I think that we'll see some partnerships coming up. I'm planning on investigating that um, personally. So um, I think that we'll see some of that. And uh, I think that it's going to get tough with, with in terms of, I think it's still going to be tough in terms of the UDRPs. We'll probably see some bad decisions, um, some scary decisions, um, and uh, I don't know, I think that we're going to see more of the same. Um, it seems like trademark holders want to make a faster process to get their domain names, and I can see why they want to do that, but I can also see how it's going to be abused. So we really need to stay on top of it. I agree with Mike, and um, we should support the ICA. Um, I do see them coming out every time that there's a press release um, from trademark, con- trademark contingent. Um, they're right there to, to support domain owners and domain um, investors. So um, I think it's it's continuing to be important to do that. Well, once again, we brought to brought some of the brightest minds and the most knowledgeable people within the domain industry to uh, Domain Masters. I want to uh, thank uh, Michael Birkins from thedomains.com, Michael Gilmore, publisher of whizbangblog.com, and Elliot Silver from elliotsblog.com for being on this edition of Domain Blog the Main Blogger Soapbox 2010 uh, show. Thank you, gentlemen, for being on tonight's uh, episode of Domain Masters. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, yeah thanks for having us on here. Well, uh, thanks, folks, it's good to still be in business. It's good for all of us. It's good to be alive. Good to uh, be alive. Folks, we'll come to the close of another edition of Domain Masters, a radio show where you learn to be the master of your domain. I'm your host, Victor Pitts, and you're listening to Domain Masters on webmasterradio.fm. 
All of our shows are archived at webmasterradio.fm as well as podcasts on such popular locations as iTunes, Google, and Yahoo. Come back to webmasterradio.fm next week for another informative uh, Domain Masters episode. In fact, uh, I'm going to go ahead and announce who our guests are. We're going to have two guests, uh, Skip uh, Hogan, who is the president of Domain uh, domainsnewmedia.com, and Steve Morales, a CEO of Simple G- simplygeo.com. So it's going to be an exciting show talking about the geo domains. So till then, best wishes, happy new year, and I hope that you're each the master of your domain. Good night, folks. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.